Hi everyone, I'm Sindhu and I'm Mahana and welcome back to Two Last Brain Cells. We thought it'd be cool to look at maybe answering a few questions off of Reddit and, and we found this one that will ask for advice for dealing with a fading friendship and we'll have a link to the entire post below. It is a long one but I think we'll just read out the, the summary and you guys can jump off and in your dandy time have a reading, read a roo, it's a bit of a novel. So the post is, and this is the summary, I think my longest friendship is fading and I'm really hurt slash saddened by it and I'm unsure if I should throw one last hand out to attempt to save it or if I should just let it fade out and move on. Does anyone here have any experience with fading long-time friendships and how did you cope? And for some context, been close friends for 10 years in their mid-20s and this has all been occurring over the last two months according to her. The vibes that she's been picking up on that makes her feel like the friendship is fading um, is because she's reached out via message a couple of times but she's been left unread for pretty much every time. And I think for me, the reason why this particular thread caught my eye and I found it an interesting read is not necessarily because I've experienced this per se but I think I want to know where I stand with my friends and I think that that's mm-hmm. really important and if I and if something's not working out then I'm I'm keen to resolve it and move on yeah and I think it's it's always really difficult with long time mm. friendships because it has taken so long to build a friendship up and if someone starts to feel differently then how do you begin to express your interest in distancing especially if you have literally grown up I would like to think I know where I stand with all of my friends um if I don't all of you two point other <laughs> three friends I have send, send me a text <laughs> yeah no but I think I know I think there's two parts to it so I think the first part is the fact that she she is sad because this is a long-term friendship and she wants to know how to cope and deal with that. But I, th- I think the second part of this question is should she try one last time? With the second part, my thinking is that trying with the same approach, I don't think is... Yeah, so you're saying just confront her? Yeah, like I just think if you're going to do the same thing again, like you're not going to get a different response. Like I just don't think on the fifth attempt her response is going to be any different to what it's been. I do think that people give out hints like these to be taken. Like fundamentally at the end of the day, even if she doesn't confront her, whether she confronts her, whatever happens, like if someone's not reciprocating and if someone's not making an effort, if you're seeing that she's posting on social media, but she's not contacting you, that's a choice she's making. It's either like have a chat and be like, hey, what the hell's happening? Or just let it go. Yeah, I agree. This is hard because I feel like on one hand, you can have a proper conversation and you can be like, hey, look, I don't really see this friendship continuing. But to me, that also seems a little harsh. And it does dramatic but I know some people would prefer to have just that cutthroat conversation it's very true um so do you think you should be doing what's best for the recipient or what's best for you like because obviously if you still care about them Mm. then you would tailor it to their what they prefer they're like a really super non-confrontational person Mm. um kind of hopefully just drift and send them signals I think it's what, what's curious about that is that in this post, 
the person who's actually describing the situation, she like she describes herself as very non-confrontational. So I find it mm. interesting that she almost wants a confrontation. I'm getting this vibe that she says she doesn't want to confront her about it and that's why she kind of keeps messaging her, but she keeps kind mm. of getting no response or like a very generic response. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it almost feels to me, and obviously we don't know the other side of the story and how like the recipient of these messages is feeling and like what their friendship has been like over the last few months. But it sounds to me like if you're a non-confrontational person, but you keep probing someone, it's almost like you're asking for a confrontation. Like the reason why she hasn't just gone up to her straight up and been like, hey dude, if you don't want to be friends anymore, can you just let me know? Or like if, if something's up, can you just let me know? I understand that that makes her think that she's non-confrontational, but I feel like if you're getting a certain vibe from someone or if someone's giving you subtle hints, but you're not picking up on them, you're almost asking for a confrontation. Like, I just want to know what she thinks the outcome of her continuously trying the same approach is going to be. I think it's like she'd rather try once more and if there's like a concrete vibe she's getting, then she would just let it go. Don't get the vibe that she wants a confrontation. I don't think she wants a confrontation. My question was more, how many times before you realise that? Like, it sounds like she's tried a lot based on this post. It is sad. It's almost like a breakup, I suppose. Of course, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like I overanalyze everything. If I felt like any of my friends were freezing me out or anything, I'd probably just leave it a little and then see if they want to continue it, then they would obviously initiate something. If not, they wouldn't. I think people have big difficulties letting relationships go for the sake of time spent on it. Mm, very true and it's is it actually about the friendship anymore or is it about what you think we're supposed to have had by this point yeah and I guess that's a really good coping mechanism as well to do that genuine almost analysis of your friendship like it sounds to me like this distancing has been happening and distancing doesn't just happen it happens over a period of time if one person is not enjoying a friendship how can you derive any enjoyment yeah you would know I just I do think that it's like you know what the potential of the friendship is and you don't want to let that go and I think what's really interesting about friendships as relationships in comparison to romantic relationships is that there's nothing to cloud a friendship like you're not distracted whereas in romantic relationships there's so many other factors that go into developing that relationship like i.e you know attraction physical like intimacy or whatever Um, whereas friendships yeah there's no other distractions yeah I agree I was her I would just drop it and start to heal I just think even the description of it at no point in this entire thing has she said anything about the actual friendship and how it makes her feel it's like yeah we I've cherished our friendship and I'm sad that my longest friendship is ending but what else like I feel like if I was describing like mine and your friendship or something and I was saying she's really been distant and leaving me on red I'd be like it's very much unlike her because xyz Mm. um there have been no indications because this is not her communication style. I feel like there's one thing about it being the longest friendship, but what else is there to this friendship aside from its longevity? Mm. Um, to answer the question, I think I would do one last attempt. I don't know. I just feel like you can so tell if someone wants to see you or not. It's as simple as you ask someone to hang out and if they don't give you a counter offer that they yeah. can't make something, then 
it's pretty simple that they probably don't want to see you. We prioritize what we want. We genuinely do. Like, even if you don't have time, you will make time for people that you want to spend time with. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that brings us to red flags in friendships. So for me, I think a big, big one and a really easy one to identify is how you feel after you spend time with them. Like whether you feel nourished or whether you feel drained, that's a big red flag is hanging out with someone and you feel like crappier after you've spent time with them. Mm, That's so true. Or even like the reverse of that is going into spending time with them and you feel drained even before it's begun yeah and you're just you're over it before it started Mm. I think we were talking about this but it's also interesting because people have different expectations and different needs and wants from friendships obviously some people just want friendships just for the company and just for the fun aspect of it and they don't actually seek anything deeper in their friendships which is totally fine yeah but yeah and this is obviously our opinions being two people who do have certain expectations i think it's and dare i say my new favorite quote which is not i didn't make this up a friend of mine came up with it (laughs) Um, but just like if you have standards for yourself then any friendship that you seek will just automatically meet those standards so there's no real need for expectations and I think that applies to people who both seek just fun friendships and just like very relaxed chill friendships with no strings attached I think it also equally applies to people who count on their friends it's about the standard that you set for yourself yeah I think yours is pretty easy to to nail down but I think for me, my standard is managing expectations and knowing where we stand in each other's lives, mm. which is why I I think it's taken a really long time for me to get here, but I know where I stand with everyone in my life and where they sit with me. There's a safety to it. Like there's a security yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Because I know it's something that I need and I know it's something that's very important to me in order to live authentically with them, Mm. spend time with them and be uncensored. And I think you said this, but ultimately you just want to feel safe. And I think this is one of the few, you know, that quote that says people won't remember what you said or what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yeah, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm probably using that quote wrong in this instance, but I think that's it. It's not about what you're, it's not exactly about what you're saying to me. It's about how it's making me feel. And if I feel like what you're saying is inauthentic or mm. inappropriate for what I've just said, it's clear to me that you don't know me. And also what gets me is when you share, you know, the other person is just engaging with what you're saying and they say one thing, but then they live or say another to someone else Mm. and then you hear that like that freaks me out because I'm like did you really mean any of what you said to me yes they don't practice what they preach yeah you don't want them to be giving you advice that they they wouldn't take yeah that they deem you know not good enough for themselves yeah going back to the first point which was hanging out with someone that you feel crappier after you spend not even not even just crappier no no type of way (laughs) um (laughs) then it's not a good sign mm, like just mm. generally like even the person who has friendships just for fun connections and just to have a good time like Mm. at least they're having a good time like I think the second you stop having any kind of time (laughs) (laughs) it's like what's the point like why Mm. why like that just sounds more stressful and like an administrative burden than anything else and feeling anxious when they message, I think is a, is oh a big gosh. one. Yes, like you don't but want to that's open also, the message. Yeah, that's also 
bordering on feeling uh, negatively about someone. Like you don't have to feel negatively about a friendship in order for in order for a friendship to end. Yeah, you don't. You can genuinely just grow apart and have different interests. It can be as simple as that. And maybe it is as simple as that in the case of the post that we read. The other one that was interesting was that you constantly have to defend them. You find that everywhere you go, people are always talking about the person and things that the person did. And you're constantly having to sit there and be like, no, nah, they're not like this. No, nah, they're actually really sweet. There's one of two reasons you're not seeing something like you're you're blind or Mm. two, they are severely misunderstood. I think that it's fine to say they're severely misunderstood if you're only interacting with one group of people who seem to have constantly negative things to say about this one person. But if you're, you know, navigating through different circles and every circle you go through, to that has heard of your friend is saying something and it's not not something superficial something that like you know genuinely has bothered them about that person yeah yeah then I think it's cause for concern yeah I agree like at least it should be like you said it's a red flag it it should be ringing alarm bells and what's also interesting is I think obviously we can only speak to the circles that we interact with but anyone who's going out of their way to come and say something to me about any of my friends has really gone out of their way to do it like this constantly having to defend someone this doesn't apply I think this is a very case-to-case scenario if you're interacting with a negative crowd and people who are bad-mouthing everyone always then you can you know very reliable yeah yeah it's not and you can imagine that they'll have something bad to say about everyone everyone yeah but if you're talking to say your family like it is a red flag for sure yeah but I feel like in relationships especially newer relationships we're so much quicker to like seek out that information about someone who we're dating or whatever and actually take it on board and it's like a huge this is a huge red flag in a relationship is basically what I'm saying like oh yeah 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 but I feel like with friendships we defend and defend and defend until we get frustrated yeah I think it comes back to the time thing right like it is harder to accept that a long-time friendship could have either become toxic or could have drifted apart Mm. but alas it does happen and you know what I think like any relationship just because you fade apart doesn't mean you can't come back together exactly exactly that's very true I know there's there was a few friendships in high school within high school during that time period in, in itself where we had not you and me um but other people had like our friendships had faded away and then they came back towards the end of high school just because of the way things move yep and that that's exactly it. it's not to say that obviously if you've grown enough to grow apart you can grow enough to grow together again at some point yeah definitely but I have a firm belief that like you can never truly in any relationship you can't get back with that person unless you've moved on thinking you won't that is true I think that goes with any relationship Mm, that's what I'm saying like I think that if you're going to move on then you move on thinking that there's nothing left in for you to in the future yeah that is so true the other big one probably the biggest one is if your friend is disrespecting you in strange ways this goes into so many different categories yeah some would be they disrespect your time in that they don't respect the fact that you've asked them to be somewhere and this is obviously petty petty things for certain contexts but events or like things that you've asked them to be there to share time with you or you're sharing your time with them Mm. um, and they disrespect it's and I suppose it's not even about time it's about whether or not you know how important time is to the other person if you're both constantly late and you both don't really have any regard for that 
kind of stuff, then that's fine because you you know that it's not going to bother the other person. But if you know that someone's there waiting for you constantly, always, mm-hmm. then it's disrespectful to do that. And it might be small, it might be petty, but it adds up to leading to to bigger issues. It should be a huge inconvenience to have to inconvenience someone. Exactly. But if if you've normalized it and you keep doing it, then that's just disrespectful. Some friends, their home means a lot to them. Like letting you into their home is a big deal. Yeah. And if you can't see that and respect that, I just think it's and I think a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. This is um this is another point is disrespecting your space. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And this is a big thing, whether it's your actual environment that you live in, your space in terms of when you say you want to be alone and yeah. they're constantly yep nagging you and you've told them ways in which you like to be communicated to that you don't like to be ambushed Um, yes and people ambush you and you're like but I have I not made it clear that I don't respond well to this (laughs) mode of communication yes and like having to and this is the thing this is something that I've started to implement the last I'd say two years is when I'm telling someone a story if I'm upset about something I will tell them how I want them to respond if I've already kind of come to terms with it in my head I'll be like look don't want to hear phrases such as x y and z yeah Do not, I don't like the tone of oh poor little you boo boo yeah um, I'm telling you this because it's basic information and you've invested in a part of my life so you <laughs> deserve the outcome and that's about it but when someone kind of tramples on that and still goes out of the way to say what they want to say even yeah, knowing that you just because them, they want to say it I hate that yeah exactly and it's like you're disrespecting my mental space yeah yeah, yeah because like, I've given you clear directives on how like and the message is clear I'm just telling you because I feel like I owe that to you that respect to you so show me yeah. some respect please and just don't give me your advice in this situation. Like there are 100% are some situations where people just want to inform and yeah. your four cents is not required. <laughs> yeah. And also in reverse to that, where some people don't want to talk about it. Like if yes. I and yes, you, yes, 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 daddy. <laughs> yeah and i'm saying not not today sorry yeah sorry Um, sorry don't be like yeah don't be like hey no you don't want to talk about it but just want to tell it you know xyz if i tell someone that i don't and i've given them clear directives like you said and they still will go beyond that to tell me what their opinions are on it then I'm just like, well, it, then it never was about supporting me. It was about getting a getting your point. Yeah. yeah. And now you've just turned this into a completely different, this is again, and obviously back putting it simply is disrespecting my space and disrespecting my wishes. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you think this applies to you, it probably does. Yeah. Like, that's really what it is, right? Like if, if, what's that saying where it's like, you know, this, I forgot what show it was something where they were like, there's always one loser in every group. And if you don't know who that is, chances it's are probably it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that, it's correct. And chances are either you're feeling, either you're super insecure and you're listening to this and you're like, shit, um, you know, that's me. And you're probably, and you might be incorrect, but Chances are, if you feel like, you know, things are too spot on, then, you know? Yeah. I, I, always, I know that, like, so when I listen to podcasts or whatever, and I feel hurt <laughs> by what they're saying, and I'm like, shit, well, then I'll just go, you know, dismantle myself now and press reboot. Yeah, maybe you just give yourself Fix a... Fix yourself. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Wake up. 
And like, <laughs> we've all been guilty of doing shit like this, but you, oh, yeah. you correct it. You go, no, no, bad Dobby. Bad. <laughs> no, you... 100%. I ain't, no, I, I can put my hand up and say hand to heart. I have been a, I think I have been a toxic friend before where I've either expected too much or the way I've handled confrontations have been. Yeah. Like, I've disrespected disgusting. time. Like yeah. I've genuinely been late to things and it's not been okay. But yeah, if you, if you are a good friend and a genuine friend, and if you, if you don't want to be a red flag in someone's life, fix it. Mm. Like, and also have some damn self-respect. Like if, <laughs> this is what I have to say to this girl from the Reddit post. Like if you feel like someone is not giving back to you what you're putting into the relationship yeah. and you genuinely, and you genuinely feel like you deserve more, then opt out or have yeah. some respect for yourself enough to say, this is not what I deserve. I deserve better. Yes. Like, yes. And you probably do. Like we do. And, like yeah. having if you've been friends for 10 years and you're not getting that back then like yeah tap out home. seriously and, and honestly go home open up a diary or a notes page on your phone or whatever it you need to do and write it down yeah. like mm. just get it out and be real with yourself like i think that's the most important thing these things don't fix until you're like yep i do do this i am guilty guilty as charged that's me <laughs> i'm ready to do my time like it's yeah. important to be honest with yourself like there there is no fixing any of these things yeah, there's just no way the other the other thing that really concerns me and we could go on and on oh my god this, we have gone on <laughs> i know but like the other really important thing i think is trying to fix yourself for someone else Oh my god, like, it never works. Do not, do not try to be more fun for me. Do yep. not try <laughs> to start activities to spend time with. Don't. Because inauthenticity in that kind of way can be sniffed from miles away. Yeah, yeah, yep. And don't blame. Stop blaming. Stop, stop yeah. it. Put it away. No one wants yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> No, I hate it. Like, no, you did it. No, she did it. No, I did it. Shut up. <laughs> just yeah. shut up. No, you know, just go. Stop it. Um, <laughs> what a damn pleasure we are to be around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> cool. The other two friends we have listening, <laughs> chasing them away. Well, it comes back to what we were saying like last week, really. You need to critically analyze it. You genuinely do. Yeah. Because when you critically analyze it, you'll be able to empathize with the other person better. You'll get more in touch with how you feel about it. And chances are, you'll probably be like, you know what? It's probably for the best. And yeah, it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. You know, I think a huge part of healing from the loss of a friend, especially like a, a longtime friend, is to be able to talk objectively about a friendship, right? Mm. And if you, like, it's, it, you obviously have to judge the friendship, but if you're going to a friend who's hold, and you, you would know this, who holds in high regard the friend who you've faded with, if you go to someone who has a good relationship with that person and you're like, this person did this to me, this person did that to me, oh my God, this, that, and the other, what does that say about you? It, what, number and one, what's your motivation? Yeah, what are you trying to achieve from that? Are you try- are you genuinely trying to heal and grow? Are you just trying to like make them lose friends? Like I don't get it. Are you seeking solace or a solution? What are you, right. Socrates? I <laughs> no, that's the thing I've heard. If you're telling the same problem three or more people, are you seeking 
solace or a solution? Do you just want attention slash support slash like emotional validation or are you seeking a solution? What is it like you need to know what you want before you're so, seeking so true. someone? That is so true. But I think it's important in any case, whether it's to somebody or to a notebook, to be able to talk objectively or think objectively mm-hmm. about something because otherwise yeah. you're just not going to get it. You're going to blame, 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 blame. Mm-hmm. I think another one for me is a big red flag for me is when people don't want to share their friends with me. (laughs) 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 No, it's true. (gasps) But like, it's true. I do get skeptical of people who don't want to share their friends. Like why? What are you scared of? Are you ashamed of me? Or do you think they're going to like me more? Because if it's the latter, can't help you. And also, my actual passion project is um, <laughs> sharing my friends. <laughs> yes, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's about connecting yeah. people with the right people. Like, yes, your friends, they're full of skills. They're full of different abilities and skills. So mm-hmm. it's about if one friend comes up to you with a problem, being able to connect them with the friend who has the right skills to help them. Oh, yes. If I'm in desperate need of something and you have a friend who could literally, who would be so well-placed to help me out. Yes, dude. And you know I do this. Like, I um, have a friend who's a doctor. She'll know who she is because I refer her to everyone. (laughs) She's literally my GP. No, she's not. (laughs) Literally. Like, (laughs) she's like household GP, household surgeon. She's also my cardiologist. Um, exactly. Like, and that's the thing. If you have the resources, your friends are your resources. And if they're valid and intelligent people, share them around. Like, yeah. I have no qualms. It, to her dismay, probably. Even has so many like, clients. <laughs> she's not paid for any... Like, literally, like, this person would know what to do. Let me connect you with her. I think the biggest compliment is when someone comes to me and they're like, she helped me so much. Thank yes. You. It's like, thank you. I know. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. Like, yes. it's, it's all me. That, those are my good deeds for the days. There's this saying that I made up. So, <laughs> quote me. Take it you. with a pinch of salt. No, oops. Yeah. I really, I really, <laughs> I really bashed you. Sorry, rewind to when you said I was Socrates. <laughs> this is not going to make sense to everyone. But it's best friends of best friends are my best friends. And God, like, give me a, a headache. <laughs> no, but the last best friends has a space in between it. Like, ah. so you really have to write it out. If you have mutual love for one person, that kind of connection is so special. Mm. I personally love planning events and doing all of that stuff with my best friend's best other best friend. Once again, if this is resonating, it just means you need to figure you need to be do you more. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good good one to that not not many people think about either because you don't actually think about how your friendship groups interact with one another. Yeah, true. It's unique. We talk about networking in this very like corporate sense. But yeah. actually, genuinely, networking can be between friends. You can grow that network and it's so productive and it's so beautiful. On this, if, if any of this is resonating too hard um, at this point in your life, um, there are so many things that you can do to start addressing it. Like, and I speak from experience because I used to resonate with, with the, like a lot of these. And I feel so much better now knowing mm-hmm. that I have made effort to crack down on some of these red flags um and if if at the end of this exercise you're left with two friends <laughs> so, so be it and also 
Two friends is plenty. Yeah, oh my God. Two friends too many, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think those are some some red flags that surface. And, and I think they can be applied to any relationship. Yeah. yeah.